AHEAD, the, uh, the acronym stands for Australian Headache Epidemiology Data. It's a study that will investigate medication use, pain management and treatment gaps when it comes to the way in which migraines affect Australians. They cost the economy some $35.7 billion. But we have a real lack of data about how many people, what works for them uh, and, and how this is being managed in Australia. That's set to change. Dr Emma Foster is leading up this AHEAD pilot program from Monash University and joins us now on 5 to Blow Breakfast. Dr Foster, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Not at all, Dr Foster. Thank you for your time. Is there is there any sort of estimate as to how many Australians are afflicted by migraines? So the data that we use generally is pulled from international studies and then applied to our population. And using that, we estimate approximately 4.9 million Australians are living with migraine, but the number could be a lot bigger than that. So roughly one in five we're talking about. Is it, is it clear what causes a migraine? It's complex and it's a mix of genetic and environmental factors. Do, do we have a clear definition? Yes, we do. So um, the International Classification of Headache Diseases um, stratifies different headache types. Migraine is a specific primary headache disorder, so it doesn't, it's not driven by a secondary cause like a traumatic brain injury, for example. And so the migraine headache tends to be worse on one side. It's a throbbing, pulsating pain. It lasts between 4 to 72 hours. And it's accompanied by nausea, which sometimes is so severe it causes vomiting, and sensitivity to light and sound. So what's the, what's the difference? Like, at what point does a headache turn into a migraine? Yeah, so there's many different types of headaches. Tension-type headaches are a common type of headache. Migraine is its own individual type. So the, the migraine headache is a specific kind of headache and people can have both kinds. They can have um, the more regular headache that we tend to, to think about, but the migraine is a very specific headache with its own features. Well, I, I, I would get one migraine a year, I think, um, so I'm certainly mm-hmm. not in the, in the category of people who get them chronically in, or in any debilitating way, but mine are so infrequent I didn't even realise there was any specific way you could medicate for them. What, what kind of treatments are out there? Yeah, so very fortunately, research is beginning to turn its attention to migraine and in recent years, we're beginning to get very effective therapies through. So on a basic level, if people have migraine once a year like yourself, the therapies are generally modifying lifestyle as much as possible and then the acute therapies are things like high-dose aspirin. When people begin to get migraine frequently, so you know at least 8 to 15 days a month, people might choose to be on a medication they take each day called a preventative that reduces the chance of a migraine happening. Um, and each preventative will be tailored to the individual because they all have their own side effect profile that needs to be matched to someone's other medical conditions and other medications that they're on. And recently, we've got injectable therapy anti-CGRP monoclonal antibodies. It's a bit of a mouthful, but these are injections people give themselves once a month. Um, and in clinic, honestly, it's been quite transformative in terms of um, improving people's migraine. And when you mention lifestyle factors, Dr. Foster, are there any things you can do sort of in terms of the way you live that, that sort of make them less likely? Yeah, so um, migraine is really um, driven a lot by routine and so we generally counsel people to try and be consistent in what they do each day, so having the same amount of sleep each day and the actual hours will 
vary between individuals. Some people need their five hours, some people need 10 hours. So people generally know what's best for them, but to be consistent with that, to eat meals at a regular time, um, not skip meals that sometimes can bring on a migraine. Sometimes eating too much can bring on a migraine. Some people find particular food groups can drive migraine. So it's not for everyone, but some people find red wine, processed meat, um, strong cheeses, citrus fruits, dark chocolate um, can sometimes trigger them off. Uh, just, stress just describe pretty much everything I eat most nights there. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're okay then. Most people have a pretty good idea what their triggers are when it comes to food. Um, and stress, stress is such a big one. And it's so difficult because um, we don't have a very sophisticated way to measure stress. And you can't tell people don't stress because mm, that doesn't help. essentially that's right. what drives it. Exactly. If, if they could fix the problems, they wouldn't be stressing. Um, but we then... <laughs> counsel people to have um, regular meditation, deep breathing, mindfulness, yoga, and keep the body moving. So it's important to have physical activity, walking fantastic um, several times a week. Hmm. Good stuff. It'd be fascinating information that comes out of the study. All the best with it. Dr. Emma Foster from Monash University's AHEAD pilot program. Getting a lot of messages about this. Uh, one here, I suffer from migraines, but the people who don't get them really do not know how bad they are. The only thing that helps me is endone, but you cannot rely wow. on them and too hard to get. I really hope they work out how this can be prevented because it really does suck. Yeah, the Herald Sun reported this morning there's a nurse who had to quit her job. It just was not viable turning up to work and having migraines constantly. Mm. I just can't imagine how bad that would be. That's horrific. I do this thing. If I, if I wake up feeling rough, I'll just immediately go, right, so I've got to try to pretend that there's nothing wrong with me and just go and garden like a maniac and hopefully it'll make me feel better. <laughs> right. So the like occasionally if I've had a well, really that, which big Which I guess night, it's physical, doing a form of physical exercise. Well, it's a bit like what Dr. Foster just said. Yeah. Like, you know, the equivalent of like walking or something yep, like that. Yeah, would be. But I'm, I'm very, count myself lucky that I've never had it like what you were describing before where it's just like a bolt out of the blue and you can't shake it. I'm just amazed that she said one of the best preventative measures is subscribing to a, a really boring routine because if that's the case, it's stunning I've ever had, had one. <laughs> David Pemberthy and Will Goodings, 6 to 9, 5AA Breakfast.